started like putting together this documentary back in um, like June of last year or something like that. And it's just the more and more that he found about Saab and their quirky things, he was like, I just, I need to talk about this. You need to too. make more, right? Yeah. You want to get up and just squeak the camera? Just actually, no, I'm, I'm going to crop from here. We're good. But yeah, regular car reviews, sob story. I'm surprised he didn't call it a sob story. Maybe that was just too generic, like too cheesy. To call it. Uh, when when the late and great Tony Swan, whom I raced with, and mm. that's our, our Lemons team, you know, yeah. he, he started that and everything. Um, his last race, we called it like sort of a, a swan song. Swan song. It was like his last his last race. I wish but, I could have met that guy. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. Apparently, he was much more cantankerous earlier on in life. Mm. But by the time I met him, he was just like so old and dying of cancer that he was, he was a sweet man. He was more chill. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool though. We did a um, we did one lemons race out in Colorado, and he is he and his wife's much younger than he was, but still older. Right, and. They were going to trailer the car with a press ram from here out to, to Denver to do the race and everything. And I ended up going with them just to like be someone who's not elderly. 90 years old, right? <laughs> yeah. Driving. And it's a good thing I did because we, we had a tire go out not too far from the track on our way back and like had to change it on the side of the road there. And that just would not have been easy for them to do. They, Mary could have done it, but... Um, yeah, it was not uh, would not have been easy. No. It's convenient for a, a spry twenty four something year old. I was gonna say yeah. I didn't even race and I didn't drive in the race because I ended up I never drove with Tony. I ended up taking Tony's spot on the team oh. as a driver, but I just went to help. I spent the first year or so with their team just doing like pit crew and stuff. You guys drove had an E forty six, right? Yes, coupe sedan. No, we had a coupe back then. You're right. Um, yeah, switch to a Honda now, right? Well, or is it still the BMW? No, the the the, the way it was is um, we have this 1991 Honda Prelude Si, oh. and Tony bought that car from California like 15 years ago, and, and brought it back here to Michigan to race it in Lemons, and that has been their Lemons car for over a decade, and it's just beat to shit, like <laughs> suspension bolts like coming out of oh the subframe God. and everything, because it's. Think of they use, they do like two to four lemons races a year for like ten years, and those are long eighteen hour races mm -hmm. of just beating on this this poor little Honda, and so it's got like two hundred fifty thousand miles on it, but probably a good ten to twenty thousand of those are race miles. That's so crazy. Yeah, and it's got like it's a newer and not well different engine. It was like a junkyard engine we had to put in there, and yeah. and so many things and stuff. But so that was just like a cheap beatery lemonsy type car. And for Tony's last year of racing, T.C. Klein out of Columbus built this E46 and left the air conditioning in it and just made it like an excellent car. And to be honest, like it would have been penalized fairly heavily under normal circumstances. But because the Lemons organizers like knew Tony so well and, and liked him and, and it, they knew it was Tony's last year, they kind of like let it slide. 
sort of thing and didn't give us penalty laps and stuff, even though it was like, it was like a ten fifteen thousand $15,000 car. It's essentially like an E46 spec racer. Right. But in lemons. And the thing is like TC left the AC in there and everything like that. And Tony wouldn't even use it because Tony's like, I just wanted to, I, he wanted him to take it out because he wanted it to be as fast as possible. Oh my God. So the guy's like dying of heat stroke in the car. It was so bad that after the last gingerman race, he didn't even know where he was and that he had like raced already after his stint we had to like pull him out of the car oh god but yet his lap times while he was in it right on pace yeah (laughs) yep so he was dedicated that's so cool but yeah he wouldn't even use the air conditioning because he did you use it oh i guess you didn't drive no i didn't drive did the other drivers use the ac Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it's hot man you're in the race (laughs) suit and everything it feels great (laughs) like you're willing to trade like five percent horsepower to just be comfortable for the two or three hour stint here in the car not tony yeah that was very silly (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to what I believe is 28. episode 28. Is it? Hope I wasn't wrong. 28? I'll just edit. No, I won't. It's one. It's either 27 or 28. I just got back from Switzerland, so I don't Charlie's know. Charlie's been in Europe all week. Yep. The Topher's been in Texas. Yep. I've been here all by myself holding down the fort. And getting a haircut. Getting a haircut. Yes. Finally had time um, to do that. Finally had time. Yeah, actually, no, for real. Like it was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice chill week. One car, and I went and got a haircut, and I I ran four times this week. Wow. Well, I guess technically yesterday didn't count because it was Monday. So I ran three times <laughs> last week. You're already up on one this week. Already up one this week. So yeah, yeah okay. it's 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 been a good, nice, chill week. I got got like however many videos edited. Probably fifteen videos edited. Wow. Um cash in that winding been, road invoice been yeah i've been slinging them i think 14 winding road videos nice yeah. i'm surprised you're even in here working today considering i haven't paid you yet for last month well i haven't paid you either for garage so it evens out yeah you did you always pay me immediately i feel like i'm sure did you i pay you me. i you probably oh, did. I did pay you yeah. that's right i paid you yep 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 gloss over that <laughs> i have not paid you because yeah. i haven't sat down and done any sort of billing <laughs> but it's only the fifth i'm just working for free it's fine yeah essentially <laughs> who knows well you also have to log into the account so you could always just like deposit to see how much yeah right right uh yes welcome everyone i was in switzerland for our honeymoon and overall went well although if you are going to travel through charles de gaulle in paris i recommend you pack your important things in your carry-on because three out of our four bags got lost. Or at least... Are they still forgotten. lost? No, so we... Oh, we, God, we, that's... We, dude. Well, kind of. One is. but That's we, my biggest fear. We checked two Traveling. bags going from here to Geneva, and neither of them made it to Geneva. Nice. Yep. Fortunately, we packed a change of clothes... And like essential toiletries in our carry-ons for, or yeah, our carry-ons for that reason, in case your luggage gets lost. If you're traveling long distances, I always recommend doing Daily that. Motor top tip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. But yeah, we essentially landed and we're waiting and I got a text message that pretty much said like, your bags didn't make it. And I was like, great. Cool. Where are they? Right. Yeah. <laughs> stuck in, stuck in Paris. And I, I gave them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on that one because Air France was also late on every single one of our flights. Mm. They don't seem too concerned with punctuality. So our trip from Detroit to Paris was late by like 45 minutes to an hour or so. 
And it was a very quick layover. It was essentially like get off that plane, get right back on the plane to Geneva. So I, I didn't super hold it against them that they weren't able to get the luggage from that plane onto the new plane. And oh, okay, fair enough. We ended up getting that baggage after a day or so. Fast forward to flying home from Zurich through Paris back to Detroit. And we got in last night and one bag made it. The other bag did not. Now I don't quite understand... <laughs> what they're doing if it's the airline if it's the airport what the deal is but Jeez. there were roughly 50 to 100 people whose bags did not make it on that flight mm. so it's like yeah i don't like that would be like if you w- ran a hospital and out of a 500 person day like 100 of them just didn't get the treatment that they need yeah because it's not acceptable yeah it's just like or if you own a sandwich shop and like some people just didn't get sandwiches yeah <laughs> I, I, I this is why i don't check bags i have not checked a bag in probably five years well when you're flying when you're traveling for a week you typically i mean you just nope. need <laughs> okay fit everything in the carry-on chris top tip don't check a bag. Don't no, a that's bag. my top tip. Don't check a bag. Because unless you're going somewhere for like, I mean, I guess if you're going somewhere for a week, you should check a bag. But could you bring a this sized carry on sort of on the I international probably flight? Could, yeah, I probably could have made a carry on work. I don't think okay. Alyssa could have. I would have done it then. Yeah. yeah. Alyssa was very concerned about bringing her own hair dryer. So if that kind that of is a thing. Tells my you. mother always does that. Yeah, Why? And she, drew, she dried they, her hair a total of one time. Don't they? But, aren't there hair dryers at the hotel? There's always a hair dryer at a hotel. Yeah, she just. I if you're a girl it. and you're listening to to the podcast, which you're not, which you're not, honest, but if you know a girl, um, which <laughs> <laughs> comment down below <laughs> or email us. Why do you do that? Yes. Why do you need your hair dryer? I, I get that she has a nice hair dryer, but she might not get her hair dryer back now. oh is, we, is it lost we still haven't gotten that bag you got your bag though i got my bag yes oh but we haven't received her bag so yeah oh sorry think, Alyssa. yep uh but either way we had a wonderful honeymoon amazing yeah it was it was an absolutely gorgeous trip we were in geneva and then some towns in between tune and lucerne and then made it into that's the Zurich. name of a buick it is and i'll tell you what uh, the Buick is not quite as pretty as oh. the town. Were there any Buick Lucernes in Lucerne? I did not see any Buick Lucernes. Yep. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. They should put one on the sign. Yeah. No, fun fact, actually, every car we saw, there was a Buick Cascada. Everyone. Oh. Yeah, that's just what they drive in Switzerland. Well, they're all Vauxhall whatever over there, <laughs> the aren't vo- they? Vauxhall Cascadas. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously, very cool cars there as well. Yeah. Uh, I saw some Arteon wagons, which... Yeah. Charlie didn't send me any photos because he didn't want me to lose my mind. But you did send me a picture of a new Focus, I think it was. Yes, I sent you a and Focus and a Puma. And also a Puma. Puma ST, or was it it's regular? It's just a normal Puma. A Puma, okay. Yeah, but the Ford Puma looks so good. It's a pretty it's, cool car. I mean... They will probably bring that here in replacement of the Echo Sport. I would assume. The only thing is the Puma no. probably has less interior space than the Echo Sport, but still, still 100%. People don't care as long as it sits high above the road. It's all they care about. Let's see. Uh, Ford. Puma. You can have a stick shift in that. I'm sure that wouldn't come to America, but in right. Europe, you can have a manual in your Puma. You can have a Puma manual. Yeah, it's just such a neat looking car. It's, it's just like a Fiesta that took steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Fiesta that green ST is so cool. Right. And it's just, you see those and you're like, wow, that's a yeah, really cool car. That's a sweet little Why thing. Why can't we have that? Instead, we get the Echo Sport. 
yeah. So that was cool. What else, what else did we see that was particularly neat? Uh, I saw two Ferraris, which was just kind of cool. That new okay. model, the uh, what's the, the SF ninety, or the uh, oh probably the or the F eight Tributo. I am horrible at Ferraris, so Same. I don't know. What's their new entry car? Oh, the Roma. I think it was a Roma. The Roma, yeah. Mm, it may have been a Roma. Yeah, Roma. Do they do a Roma convertible? Nope, not yet. I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah, this is probably a render or something. Yeah, it is. They don't do it. The Roma just came out, so you have to give Ferrari a couple of years to make the Aperta. Yeah, to figure out how to do that. Yep. That was cool. We saw a McLaren. I believe it was a 720s. It was on the mm -hmm. mountain road. We know about that car. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. A, saw two C7 vets, and they looked huge on the roads out there <laughs> in, in the mountains. I mean, we we were. Alyssa and I actually rented a motorcycle on our, our uh, bonus day because not only did our luggage get lost, but one of our flights got canceled. That's right. Yeah. So that's why so you were a day late back coming a day. back. Yes. I should have should take a step back and say that's the reason why this podcast is coming out late today because yes. Chris and I were going to record it yesterday on America's birthday, but Alyssa and I were traveling. Mm -hmm. Anyway, on our bonus day, we rented a motorcycle, and I should give a quick shout what out. What sort of motorcycle was it? It was a Honda CB500. So I'll cool. first show you what it looked like. Actually, let's just do this. Hopefully, I don't have any um, bad photos to be showing that'll pop up. I don't think I do. This is the bike. <coughs> it's green. Yes, it's very much an entry-level bike, but I had a few options to choose from from this rental company, and, and I wanted... I just, there's no need to have like a big fast boy. They had a Kawasaki Z1000 that would have been a four cylinder with like 100 something horsepower or whatever. It's scary, yeah, especially with Alyssa on the back. Exactly. This that. had like 50 horsepower. That's such a cool photo. Alyssa should put that somewhere. Yeah, it's quite. This was us in this mountain pass in Switzerland. Wow. I think if I turn around, yeah, you can see, I mean, that's like glacial snow there. It was uh, very high up, very, very, just, I mean, literally amazing roads. Beautiful. The type you see where you're just like, twisting and turning climbing up this mountain so you had a good time on this honda cb yep cb 500 or whatever yeah were those people standing up on the <laughs> no i was okay. i was trying to get an idea of where the train was heading which is a good problem to have but uh yeah these the the bike was good i wanted to give a quick shout out to the rental company it was um let me see is this sponsored content it's not sponsored but i want to give them a shout out nonetheless rent a moto stefan Denick, did you can... did you tell him who you were? Not you exactly. I didn't. I wasn't like I'm a YouTuber, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Uh, I did tell him I would mention his his uh, his site here. He, I think he just started like his own motorcycle rental company in Lucerne and just bought a few bikes. It would yeah, be essentially me. like if I just rented my bikes out from myself rather than like went through a company. Gotcha. It was pretty pretty smart on him. And he has the Honda CB500F, 80 Swiss francs a day. He also has, oh, he bought another CB500F. He's two of them now. Uh, a 390 Duke, which is actually the bike I really wanted to try because I've, I've been considering getting one of either these or the Husqvarna that uses the same motor. Gotcha. And I really wanted to experience that. But it's literally rented the entire summer. Like someone <sighs> just paid him to have it the whole time. Wow. Okay, then. BMW S1000 R. That sounds like a race bike. Oh, yeah. Super big fast boy bike. 142 kilowatts of performance, so whatever that is in American What units. is a franc? Is it... 
it's their own currency because well, they don't I know, use the but... euro. It's essentially one to one to the dollar right okay. now. It's a little bit more. So you than paid the dollar, like but... eighty bucks to go do a blast yeah. on that. That's very well worth it. Right, and because this is a smaller engine and everything, the uh, the uh, fuel economy was quite decent. I ended up getting like high fifties mile wow. per gallon with ripping the piss out of it and Alyssa on the back. That's a Harley. Yes, How, Harley Davidson Fat Boy. You can get those over in Europe, mm-hmm, or did he yeah. import it? No, you can get them in you Europe. Get them? Uh, quite a okay. few Harleys, yeah. And uh, people look just as douchey over there driving them as they do here. Do they rev at lights and? Yep, piss from them, and they're okay. louder than every other thing that's on the road <laughs> and stuff. But anyway, if you're anywhere, if you're even considering going to Switzerland and you want a not only a very fun and convenient way to get around, but also one of the cheapest ways to get around because motorcycles are everywhere there in Europe. I mean, like so many bikes so many people uh riding and you can tell that people actually like pay attention for bikes over there rather than just drive over them as they do here in the states but uh, i highly recommend reaching out to these guys rent a moto lucerne uh stefan literally like i called him in the morning that day and he like came into town from his suburb house like that day like within like an hour and just drove like delivered the bike there to us like just let us ride and stuff so that's so cool yeah super cool guy about our age or so maybe a little bit older and bike was great everything looks, so it looks like immaculate yeah yeah, yeah. It had it's like, like really eight thousand nice. kilometers on it but well well maintained so cool yeah uh shout out to him this was literally where we like ate lunch uh one of the days out in the mountains this like what sort of food did you have over there all sorts uh mostly like european type stuff didn't get like sushi but well, um, you very in Asia, right? All good food, very very yummy stuff. Um, yeah, there's the bike again. I have a lot of extra photos of the bike just because I wanted to give him some to post on his Instagram. Sweet. Some waterfalls and things. I mean, it's, looks like Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. It's like the things you see on. Uh, I had to get photos for taking that. Oh, there's your license, yep. front and back. <laughs> I want to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, lots of good foods. Oh, um, this was our Airbnb. Like that's the view from behind it. Holy crap! Yeah. Um. So it was. Uh, it was. It almost looks tropical, which is interesting because just yeah. based on the the wind currents that come off the Atlantic, the uh, the, the the climate there is actually fairly warm hmm. comparatively. Like it doesn't get as warm as it does here in Michigan, but it doesn't get nearly as cold either. So okay. they can maintain nicer plants and things like palm trees and stuff. Yeah, so very neat. Jealous. I, I don't know if I necessarily recommend Switzerland as a as a vacation destination to people because it's quite expensive. Oh, well. But for something like a honeymoon where we literally budgeted for this trip and we're like, we're just going to spend cash and not worry about it. And it, it was worth it for that. Awesome. But I think if you wanted like a, a bang for your dollar sort of trip, don't do Switzerland. Even though it's beautiful, you could also go to Austria or like Italy and get essentially the same views right. and everything for just mm-hmm. less money yeah and then maybe your bags wouldn't get lost maybe not maybe not but if you have to fly through paris they will 100 percent get, get lost okay so tune in to the daily motor podcast next week to see if uh, Alyssa gets her bag all right mm-hmm. you want to take bets on if she'll get it back or not <laughs> probably not i'm just gonna hope that it happens okay yeah <laughs> it should i mean they yeah all right it's not well, a hard concept for them you think just put Put the bag on a plane on and a plane. ship it yeah, somewhere. It here. Yeah. yeah. The the downside is they want to like deliver it to our house. And I'm like, if you could at least just get it to the airport, like just call me and I'll come get it. I feel like 
It's just another it's opportunity just another, for it to get lost. Exactly. Or, or damaged. damaged or, just or just stolen. I mean, stolen or, or they put it on the van and then it goes to like a different warehouse and you can't yeah. access it. Like, you know, I, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, just call me when it gets there. And I'll yeah, like literally it. I'll walk out onto the tarmac and just take the bag. Yeah. 15 minutes from the airport. Anyway, uh, I wanted to open some Hot Wheels toys yes. that, you, that you got. So, I bought Charlie some Hot Wheels, uh, yeah. two of his favorite segments. Four of them are EVs, and one of them is a motorcycle. Right, so let's go through one by one here. I assume this one caught your eye first. It's, it did. Yeah. 100% See, it's the first one I saw. This is a an Audi RS e-tron GT yeah. car that we have had. We had that car, and it was that color as well. You're right. It, it was, was gray. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I was like, oh, I'll get that for Charlie. And then, I, then there were a bunch of other EVs, and I was like, oh, okay. This is an excellent car, the RS e-tron GT. I saw one. I don't know if it was an RS, but I saw one in Lucerne, and I was just like, oh, it's such a cool car. It is. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good car. Drove I'm, well. I'm curious to drive the Taycan to see how either similar or different right. it is. I'm also curious to drive a non-RS, like just a normal e-tron GT. Oh, right. Or just the normal Audi e-tron, like the SUV thing. Yeah. They, uh, their names for those are confusing because e-tron is both like the... The powertrain name, if you will, like for their right. electric cars, but right. it's also yeah. a model for some of them. Because yeah, there's like a the Q4 SU... e-tron as well. Right. And then the RS e-tron, which is... But, but then there's just the e-tron the also. The e-tron, which is an SUV. Which is an SUV. Yeah. So quite confusing from any perspective. <laughs> but yes, I, I am kind of bummed that Audi hasn't gotten us any of those yet. But we are getting a Q3 and an RS3 this summer, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Yeah. Good Audi content. So here is... RS e-tron. RS e-tron. Next up we have, I'm sure this caught your eye as well, the did. GMC Hummer EV. Another vehicle we've driven yes. on the channel. And they were uh, nice enough to not include the top. Because if I oh, own yeah. a Hummer, I would want to have the top off a lot You, you have well. to pay extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay extra for the top. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was uh, another digression into motorcycle territory, but the folks over at Yami Noob put out an interesting video recently about an electric motorcycle manufacturer called Zero. And the reason they made the video about them is Zero is doing a similar thing to Tesla and sort of BMW where you have to pay to unlock features on your bike. Oh, God. And yeah, uh, Yamine was like ripping them apart for that because yeah. the bike literally comes <clears throat> equipped with heated grips, but you have to pay through the <laughs> is app. Is that a subscription? Have, it's not a subscription, fortunately. Oh, you just but have it's to like pay to unlock it. And that was kind of their follow-up question is like, okay, could they remove this in the future? Like subsequent owner or something like does do they have to also pay for the heated grips to work like you own a bike with heated grips that you can't use why don't you just pay a 14 year old to hack it and put the that, well that was kind of a follow-up question to myself is like yeah what's stopping people like that can't be illegal you'd hope because you own this thing like what is the concept of ownership you know do you own the that's software so tough right yeah. right and that's why they were like it's such a shame that it, things are like that i right. mean yeah the whole heat Something like that, like why? I know. I don't, I just and it's not it. a crazy price. It's two hundred bucks. Which, if you were optioning that, like in a build configuration, you'd be like, okay, do I want heated grips or not? I pay the two hundred bucks. But like, it should just have it. Then is it cheaper for them to put it on every bike? Probably. And then, it must be. Yeah. But then why? I know. Capitalism, and, man. And the other thing that's rough is that it's a very expensive bike to begin with. It's, for example. It's always like that. It's always the the, the more expensive vehicles. Right. Like you'd never catch Hyundai doing something stupid like this. And I get that, uh, like they have to 
offset the cost with the battery and everything. But this is a BMW S1000RR. Starts at something like 15 grand, I think. 18,000, yeah, $17,000. And there's probably some destination. It's a lot of money for this motorcycle. Is a 2020, but still like, look, I mean, look at this bike. You can tell that that's a serious deal bike. Like this is like 200 horsepower, like amazing BMW top tier sort of thing. And you're getting it for $20,000. I mean, that's, it's a lot, but it's not too bad. How much is that big metal flake color shift Harley looking BMW thing that you drove at test fest? Like, Mm, 20 or so less okay yeah, right around there so i mean top dog sort of hold sort on of deal. as shown twenty four thousand, six thousand dollars in options on a motorcycle how do you even do that bmw okay but so so there's your perspective as shown 24 base price 17 okay right and that's a, like as serious as you can get yeah the zero srs which is, is, electric? is the bike yes which is the bike they were talking about is about the same price and you don't even get the heated grips included for that price. Well, it's, you do. You just can't use them. Right. Yes. You have to pay <laughs> an extra $200 from your app in order to get it. Um, so starts at $20,000, but you throw in a rapid charger and the premium model. And all of a sudden you're at about the same and price as that BMW. It's the size of a small hatchback. Or yeah, size. Price. Price. price of a small I meant hatchback. price. <laughs> And it's not nearly as fast as that BMW. It's not going to ride nearly as well. It doesn't have all the features. And the BMW would have heated grips built into the price. So it's just kind of a weird, like, okay, if you are going to nickel and dime things, like, at least make it so that the base price was super cheap or something like that. Right. It's just weird. I just, I don't understand. Right. And Tesla does it too with, like, the acceleration boost you can pay $2,000 for. Or they had a thing where you could pay for your heated seats to work in the back. Oh, did they do heated seats? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No excuse for Tesla then. Right. Yeah. yeah it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Anyway, uh, Hummer. Yes. Hummer EV. Let's see how, see how it compares to the Cybertruck here. Oh, uh, yes. Here's a daily motor uh, comparison test. Hummer, Hummer EV, EV versus, versus Cybertruck. Cyber we should get a, a Hot Wheels uh, track and see which one's faster. Right. Yeah. Well, the Hummer certainly has more off-roady type. Well, no, they're actually pretty similar. The Hummer is massive as a Hot Wheels also. Which would you have of the two? The Hummer. Really? Look at the skateboard in the back there. There's a skateboard in the back of it. Ah, yes, because Hummer EV owners will skateboard. <laughs> of course. I think I would take this, the Cybertruck. Really? Yeah. Well, that's perfect then because then we could shoot a Comparo. Well, yeah, you get your order in for your Hummer. I'll get my order in for my Cybertruck. Well, see which one. Well, your Cybertruck doesn't even exist, <laughs> <No>. so... <laughs> Next up, we have, going back to BMW bikes, a BMW R9T, R, and then the letter, and then the word 9, yeah. and then the letter T. Is that a classic bike, or what is it? No, it's what they call, it's like a, it's a retro-looking bike. Oh. So it's, it's a cafe racer. It's essentially just the normal bike, but they put the big, uh, the big fairing thing. on the front to so make you, it look like a classic so bike. So you can still get one of those? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard the R9T is pretty cool. I've sat on one before, and it's pretty cool, and, and heard them. I think it's a Boxer 2 engine. Interesting. So two horizontally so opposed, too, right? Yeah, cylinders. It's kind of neat. And uh, but just like most BMW things, it's expensive. Yeah. Let's take it out of its wrapping here. Okay. Wheel spin. It's got some beefy tires on it too. It's just like what? What sort of bike is hanging on the lamp? I think this is a Ducati Scrambler. Ah. Similar-ish bike. Yeah. Um. 
they, they would be in a similar segment. Okay. Kind of those people who want to look, it's more for the style than for the, not, not that it would ride poorly, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. Also lean it against the Homer. (laughs) (laughs) And two left, we have the Tesla Roadster. Yes. Another hypothetical Tesla. We'll put it right next to the (laughs) The hypothetical side. The other hypothetical vehicle. I think they'll build both of these cars. I just don't think that the time frames are nearly, because this is like a no brainer sort of car. I think a lot of people would be interested in owning one. Yeah. If they can keep the price reasonable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ah, this is actually remarkably light. So that must be how they is plan it? it being so fast. And okay. very smooth underfloor. So that's probably both accurate. Oh, it is very light. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla Roadster. I wonder it's what... It's a cool looking vehicle. I wonder what you and I will drive first. A Roadster or... Probably a Lamborghini. A, oh, definitely a Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess we'll get an Urus or something. Yeah. Very neat. I'd go. I'd go for red though. I would not get my Roadster in silver. I agree. Yeah. yeah, red red would be cool. And then finishing out, we have a Lucid Air. Yeah. So yeah. that's something that I really would like to drive. Yeah, me I too. I keep I'm seeing sure more and more. I feel like I read somewhere that the Lucid Air was the fastest production car at Goodwood recently. Really? Or it may, it, it may have been the the fastest EV actually. Okay. Or something. I mean, it could be both. Yeah, or both. Yeah. I did it in like fifty seconds or something. Yeah, I, I like the idea of the Lucid because I like big, comfy luxury vehicles. Same. So electric vehicles. I have a... It's a good-looking car, too. Uh, my my good friend's father ordered a Lucid. He should probably have it about now. Oh. Yeah, he Can had... Can we film it? Probably not. Oh, okay. He's not like that sort of guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Fair he, enough. He, he, he might because he is excited about it. He, he owned an Audi A8. Okay. Oh, all right. And then... Because he's a... He's a a big shot like bloomfield hills owns a company in ann arbor and like commutes from bloomfield hills to ann arbor every day which for those of you who are unaware is about a 45 minute drive or so mostly highway and he had an a8 for a while liked it a lot very menacing looking and then he got a model s owned that for a long time like five or six years very much liked it but he was like it's not a luxury car i like it but like he wanted something again like his audi so he sold the Tesla and kind of got a stopgap Polestar 2 and does not care for it. Yeah, that's like going backwards. Yeah. Polestar 2 is not luxurious at all. <laughs> he, and he kind of knew that. He like he's just like, he didn't want another Tesla. He wanted something new. And he just he was just ready for something different. Got that, held him over. Should have gotten an EQS. Well, it was before. I mean, it was before that was a yeah, thing. Yeah, he, he got like a very early, like one of the first ones in Michigan, gotcha. Polestar 2s. And he said the moment his Lucid Air comes in, the Polestar 2 will be gone. And okay. Lucid should provide him everything he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be cool. But yeah, it'd be nice to try to get a Lucid. Maybe maybe we can get one here. If not, then hopefully at least when we do our LA yeah, adventure, we can I get can one there. I can ask my, uh, the guys down there that I know that have reviewed them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your friend out in Peoria. Sean. They probably, is his father looking into getting Lucid? I no, he like has a plaid. Yeah, but like, why wouldn't you get a Lucid? <laughs> he likes his plaid. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I hope we get to at least. I hope we get to experience the plaid. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't make any guarantees because it's not Sean's car, but right. hopefully his dad's in a good mood and we can, uh, <laughs> we can drive it. Go go rip the plaid while we're down there. Yep. Well, thank you for the. You're for welcome the, for the decorations and yeah. the extra cars. Oh, oh, we got to put there. the Audi in there. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. All of those are EVs except the motorcycle. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. 
Lots of good EVs. Well, we had to balance out the V10 and the Turbo Flat 6. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Turbo Flat 6, have I told you that... I know it's not a turbo, but speaking of Flat 6, I okay. told you that we are one step closer to getting a GT3 loaner? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Manual guards red. Oh. I know. <laughs> Don't get my Talk hopes up if it isn't me. real. Yeah. Oh. No, we, we, had a, we had a positive email back from Porsche. We're looking at September. Okay. Obviously, we'd share it with Chris. Well, right. Yeah. But um, if I could spend a day with it, day, that would I be I, so good. To this day, the, the Porsche 911 GT3 is the best car I've ever driven. So. Okay. And that's including 720S. Yeah. Um, uh, we've driven some, some pretty awesome cars, but manual GT3. And it was a short drive, too. It was just from Detroit Metro to Ann Arbor, but just every yeah. shift yeah. and the sound. It's just. Mm. It was, it was fantastic. So I'm... I find it funny, and this is no shade at all. I think it's it's awesome that we get such cool Porsches, Turbo S and GT3 and the Cayman GTS 4 liter. But we haven't gotten a Macan. I know. And <laughs> it's so funny. I, 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 we had a whole email thread with yeah. with Porsche about, cool, we should be getting Macans here in late spring, early summer, Macans and Cayennes, and we'll set you guys up. So like three weeks ago, I emailed her. I was like, continued the email thread and was like, cool. They just you don't know, have like, them here. Let's, uh, can we do that? And haven't. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll follow up I won't, I won't argue. I mean, if it's going to be a McConnor or a GT3, <laughs> then we'll right. take the GT3. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Porsche, if you're listening. Yeah, right. Keep that in mind. More but, of those. Uh, have the downshift guys gotten their Macan yet? Uh, I believe it's this week. Okay. Yep. So they should have it. Uh, they're getting a Macan GTS. Yeah. Which cool. is really is their first Porsche loan. So I'm super happy for them. Nice. Everyone very, go watch. Very proud. Watch downshift. Um, yeah. So Matt. Zoom. Shout out to Matt. I don't know. He probably doesn't listen to this, but um, they just he just um, experimented with his first POV video. Oh. Um, he just recently quit his real job and he's mm-hmm. full time YouTube now. And Which, he just quick side note: it's funny that like so many people wait so much longer. I know. Than, than we have. Just gotta dive in. Yeah. He um. <laughs> you just gotta make it so you don't have an option. <laughs> right. Exactly. So he wanted something that he could fill the gaps, you know, because obviously they get like one press car a week. Maybe they sometimes get two press cars a week, mm-hmm. but um, he it's needed also shittier press cars because they're in Chicago. Because they're in a in a worse location, right? So they need he needed something to fill in the gaps, and he texted me. He's like, "Hey, like, what do you like? I don't want to offend you guys, but like, I kind of want to like do some POV." I was like, "Dude, do it! Like, plenty of other. It's not like you're stealing it. Like, plenty of other people do POV, but I think that that's perfect to uh, to fill in the gaps." And he calls it short shift downshift short short shift, shift. okay it's, it's, it's just like neat. a quick go out and drive a quick little pov test drive okay yeah nice what's so. the first car he did it on the lightning good car yeah because they just had a lightning last week or two weeks ago okay cool yeah. that's the lightning's a vehicle i'm excited to just have living with like to just get to drive more yeah i don't think our videos are gonna do like spectacular or anything mostly because of dilution yeah, i put there's just gonna be so many other yeah lightning I, videos I put one on there. winding road last week and it just did okay right it was it was one of ten but i don't think that it uh that it like did extravagantly okay yeah and winding road has a good international audience so you probably got it was it was all people that don't get f-150s right i've noticed that a lot of u.s only cars do really well because a lot of people overseas probably like to watch it um yes i only saw two full-size pickup trucks when i was in switzerland and they were both rams no I would have never guessed that. I would have guessed, I probably would have guessed like Silverados. Yep, both Rams. Rams? How do you get a Ram over there? The first one, it was literally like, it's this beautiful, scenic Switzerland mountain town. 
And all of a sudden we hear, and look over, it's a lifted, widened, bright orange Ram that says Ram on the side. 1500 comes flying into a roundabout. Unbelievable. (laughs) Someone that's obsessed with America, clearly. Oh my goodness. I would be so pissed. You'd be 100% triggered. I'd be so pissed. Like I'm trying to enjoy my holiday in Switzerland and America is driving by. Yep. The the Rams. They have a Trump Trump sticker on the back? Fortunately, no. No. Probably have been shot, but, um, (laughs) which is ironic, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you find the winding road video? 47,000 views in nine days. So about normal. It's no Toyota um, Corolla, but it's decent. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just uh, put my mother's car up here. Yeah, how's that doing so far? It's in the first nineteen. Five hundred and forty-two views so far. Yeah, not, not a ton. Oh, and restricted mode has hidden comments. Yeah, so let thank me you, see. Hansel's Thanks. Or or whomever. Who whomever. <laughs> I'm what? a sucker for beamers. Don't care if the sensors don't work or if the engine light is always on. Oh, here's a good one. While you ride cars, I ride my pig every single day. A rude thing to call his wife. <laughs> we won't say who that was. <laughs> Not that I could pronounce his name anyway. So you had a car this week. Yes. So I lived with the 2023 Mazda CX-50 this week. Did which you accidentally was, call it a 22 at all in your reviews? I did not. Remarkable. So it's, it's funny you say that because I've been struggling with that in the couple of press trips that I've gone on. Mm. The Sequoia I call the 22 and luckily I caught it. And I reshot the beginning of the video at the end of the video and said 2023. Um, And then the HRV, I somehow remembered. But it's just like I'm so on like the past year. It's 2022, 2022. So luckily I 2023 for 650. At least for the review. I can't promise you for the fuel economy test now (laughs) that I think about it. Which speaking of the fuel economy test, the Ann Arbor ramp is closed for 94 for our fuel economy test loop. So I just went up 23 and started from Willis Road from that marathon. Oh, um, And okay. went up and back. It was like 107 miles I did, a little bit far. Did you go to Fenton? Maybe. Okay. There was a spot where I should have turned around that would have been right about perfect, like 99 miles. But I kept going, and then there was like three more miles until the next exit, so I turned around there. But um, CX-50 got 32 mpg. Okay, that's pretty Which decent. is pretty good for a turbo all-wheel drive. Turbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all of, all of them are all-wheel drive, but for mm-hmm. the for the turbo car, mm-hmm. um, just ran on uh, uh, regular fuel. They nice. didn't, uh, EP- really? The, regu- the turbo takes regular? Yep, EPA tested on regular. Cool. It doesn't even say premium recommended in the in the filler, okay. uh, in the fuel door, so ran regular gas the whole time. It probably gets lower horsepower with regular, but as long as you can still do Slightly, it. Slightly, yeah. Fine. It's two, two. 220 something on regular and 250 something on premium and it's like an extra 10 foot pounds of torque yeah it's the same as as all their other yeah but i just ran it on regular because it saved me like a dollar per gallon so and i i I drove that should be driving your cx50 right i'm like i don't care about i don't i don't care about an extra 10 foot pounds of torque in the in this suv i drove the i drove that car a lot this Mm. week i put about 500 miles on it so would you have that or a cx5 a cx5 yeah. Why? Because I don't see the added benefit of the CX-50 other than it looked, I think it looks better. I think it looks awesome. And also it has a little bit more room in the back. It's about six inches longer than a CX-5. So you've got a little bit more room. It's a, it's more of a flat load surface in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I can see the usefulness. I mean, it's kind of 
it's like a wagon, I mean, but it's just it's just one of those things where are you getting an outback or an outback wilderness? Seriously, I mean, it, ha- it ha- like you can get this powertrain in the in the CX five, as far as I know, mm-hmm. you get a CX five turbo, right? And it's really just one of those things where it's more cladding and it's. I mean, it doesn't like sit any higher than a CX-5. In fact, it's two inches shorter than a CX-5, the CX-50. Hmm. It's wider and longer, but it is shorter. Shorter at the roof or shorter at the ground clearance? The roof. Okay. I don't know about ground clearance, but it is a shorter car. Okay. Um, and overall, the, I mean, the interior feels super premium, but so does the CX-5. Yeah. So, hmm. I know. It's definitely a cool car. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where like how, how diluted do we need to make the SUV market? Like how many of these SUVs do we need? It's, 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 it's just kind of becoming like, there's a lot of SUV. There's a lot of cars in that segment. And I mean that it's, it's competing with the CX-5. Right. If you go on car and driver's website, they rank everything in that class and the CX-5 is ranked one and the CX-50 is ranked two. There you go. So it's like, you know. Either I mean either either car great. If you get a CX fifty, you'll be super happy with it. Other than the steering being very heavy, yeah. but um, I got used to that in a couple of days. So. Yeah, I have not driven it. I drove one. I think I drove one like around the. You drove one at Mama. at Mama. Yeah, I drove one at Mama with uh, with Bev Braga. Shout out. And um, yeah, I was like, holy crap! Like I whatever. I think I had actually just gotten out of a Volvo, oh, which is like two extremes like volvo steering is so light and then you yeah. get into cx50 and it's like is the power steering broken <laughs> but no it was it was it was a good car it was good to live with it mm-hmm. uh i did i did the dirt road test i did the starbucks test all of the things and it passed them and it, it passed yeah it was great it was very comfortable that that six-speed auto is just butter smooth i had no miss shifts or anything like Sure, it's not the most aggressive or fast transmission, but Shouldn't who be. cares for that car, you know? The only thing I'm a bit disappointed in is no sort of hybridized option. Yeah, Mazda's not really there yet with anything. They don't have any of that. Yeah. I think when they bring that inline-six powertrain is when it's going to start to yeah. happen, like the CX-70 or whatever they're calling it. Well, but, I, I just I have to imagine that they're starting, the dealers are starting to feel the squeeze on that a little bit. They're, I think the only thing they're probably being helped on is the fact that car inventory is so low right now that that yeah. like they're people still probably selling them. out of just about everything they make right but i'm sure there are people cross shopping right now probably like someone like Alyssa even who would not consider the the cx5 or cx50 compared to the rav4 or the crv or anything just yeah. because there's no hybrid option yeah and i don't even mean like fancy plug-in electric anything like just that no just no hybrid just at no all hybrid yeah yeah because what escape C- uh, crv Rav four. Rav four. The Rogue doesn't have. Rogue's no hybrid. Uh, Tucson. 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 You can even get a plug-in in that. Yeah. But just regular hybrid. Uh, Kia, Kia. Whatever the Kia is. Santa Fe. No. That's a Hyundai. Kia Sorrent. Sportage. Sportage. Okay. I went on the press <laughs> Literally drove it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that's the only thing. I wish you could get some sort of some sort of. You could get the CX five diesel for about all of two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd probably us rather not cool talk thing. about that one. Yeah, yeah. But well, honestly, it was it was a nice car to live with for a week. A t- broke necks. People were staring at this car I all could, week. I, could believe I was approached in the Kroger. I was well, not at Kroger, but at Pack and Parcel in the big Kroger parking lot. And a gentleman approached me, and I was like, "Oh God, this guy's probably like going to come ask me for something, or he's going to kill me." And he's he's like, "Well, I run it down." He's like, "That is a beautiful truck. What color is that?" 
And I was like, oh, it's Zircon Sand Metallic. And he was like, Zircon Sand. All right, all right. Thank you so much. Beautiful. He's like, again, beautiful truck. And I was like, truck, thank you. We gotta, but also like we gotta bring up so many compliments. And also obviously was it I this had. this color? Yes. Okay. It's, it's a pretty unique color out in the yeah. sun. It's like a very pale, like green tan sort of thing. Okay. It's pretty unique to the CX-50. I don't know anyone else that does a color like that. It's kind of like like Area 51, sort of, but it's metallic. Okay. But it's also a little darker, so yeah. I think it's a cool color. It is a cool color. Uh, yeah, I had a ton of people staring at me in this car. Also, just because you don't see these yet. Right. Like, they're not yeah, really... Brand new. Yeah, I think they're just now hitting dealer lots, so you'll start to see them a little bit more. What is Zircon? I don't know. Hmm. I didn't look. Fair it's the color of the Mazda. Uh, they made up a word for it. It's really just like an adventurized CX-5. Right. Because it it's was like, impossible to adventure in a CX-5. Yeah, right. It's it's like the CX-5 wilderness, essentially. Right. But it's less, it's, I, think it, I think it's less douchey than a Subaru, than any Subaru. Yeah, that's fair. Like, would you rather be seen in this or any Subaru? This. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, how's the sound system? Uh, about a B. Really? Yeah, it's a Bose. Pretty good. Okay. I would say mid mid B tier. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go test it right after this. So cool. We'll, uh, Unless they come and take it. Nope. Yeah, afternoon pickup. You have afternoon. Cool. Mm -hmm. Got to get that sound test. Intelligent. Report. Yep. Yeah. Neat. I'm, I'm predicting you give it a B, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised because I think the last few Mazda Boses have been A's. Really? Yeah. Mazda 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe, okay. maybe if I get frustrated by the infotainment. Then I'll knock it down to a B. The infotainment is a little bit frustrating when you have Apple CarPlay going mm -hmm. because you try and use the normal functions and it takes you to CarPlay. And also it's not touchscreen, so you have to scroll through. Like Using CarPlay with the knob is just really annoying. Like If you're trying to change your song in Spotify or if you want to like change your album or something in Spotify, you, it's like 20 clicks. Exactly. It's so obnoxious. Can you touch it when you're stopped? The screen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't try. Okay, because older Mazda touch systems you could touch while you, it was stopped. Interesting. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not sure. That would make sense because you have to like lean to touch it. Yep, yep, yep. And they like lock it out while you're moving. Oh, okay. But in the I don't know Mazdas, when I tried like touching the it. and stuff, you can disable the lockout with like a system. Okay. Thing. Cool. Well, thank you for driving that. While I was oh, gone. you're welcome. Yeah. No, it was it was great. It was um it was a nice car to have for the week. Would Emily yeah. consider one? I don't think it's. Here's the thing. Okay. I bring the CX-50 home, and I, like, show Emily, I show my mother, and neither of them cared. Really? Like, Emily liked it as a car. Like, she's just like, oh, it's nice. But, like, neither of them would give it a chance to, like, look at it and want to buy it. That's the tough thing that Mazda has, is they're trying to push themselves up market. Yeah. But Mazda, it, it'll take a generation or two for people not to just think of, like, a, a prelude, like an older yeah. uh, protege. Or something right. like that. And just like, just be like, oh, it's just some shitty Mazda 3 from like 2006. Exactly. Um, so I, I took this car out to my friend Callie, who I convinced into a CX-5. You're uh, welcome, Mazda. She loves her CX-5. She's had it now for probably almost a year, I would say. Maybe like eight months or so. Mm -hmm. And um, when the CX-50 came out, she was like, oh my God, I have to see this new Mazda. Because she came from a Subaru Forester. Uh, so this is like her, so her, her like ideal car right here. Like it's kay. basically like a Subaruized Mazda. Yeah. And so I brought it over to her house and she like was crawling all over it and loved it and was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And her husband is there like, you just got a new car. Like you don't need this. But <laughs> she was just like, you know, looking at it just because yeah. she thought it was cool. But she also brought up 
that if it weren't for me, she would have never considered a Mazda mm. because her stepdad growing up had a Mazda three and it was like a piece of crap. Yeah. She was like, it was like this crummy little stick shift, like plasticky, like horrible, like I'm sure by our standards, it wasn't horrible, mm-hmm. but this this little economy car and that's what people think of as Mazda. And then she's yeah. like, and then when I went and test drove a CX five, I was like, holy crap, this mm-hmm. is like a really nice luxurious car. And then she saw this and she was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so to give people some context, Chris's girlfriend and mother are both in the market for a car, car in this segment. Crossover. Yeah. And, but they've been looking luxury. Genesis. Yeah. My mom Lexus, is going towards uh, Lexus and Emily's going towards Genesis. And there's so. no reason not to consider one of these. With along with those, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so much cheaper. Literally, right. fully spec'd out, it's like forty grand with and, the turbo and every option. It's like forty-two grand. Don't get me wrong; like one of those full-on luxury cars are going to be a little bit quieter. They're going to feel a little bit more premium, but yeah. not like to the point where you shouldn't even consider this. Yeah, this should be like kind of your bottom rung. You know, you could, right? Like you should said, you could consider. get a fully loaded one of these, probably heat and cooled seats, yeah. and you know all this stuff, or like a mid-tier to base Lexus yeah. or Genesis. Yeah. And you'd still be paying more for the Lexus or Genesis. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, my no one paid attention in my sure. household to the car. It, in the outside world, people did. People loved right. it. But I, uh, a couple nights ago, I went and picked up my dad um, from the hospital where he was, he was with my grandpa. It was at like 11 at night. And um, I, I pull up in this and he gets in and we're like halfway home. And he's like looking around. He's like, what kind of car is this? What are we riding in right now? I was like, um, it's the car that's been in the driveway all week. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that color probably doesn't help because while it is pretty, it probably blends in a lot easier than like a soul red crystal sort of yeah. you know, pop color. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say regarding that? Shoot. Um, oh, well, Mazda 650. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Decent, decently good car. Yeah. So look forward to my fuel economy test, mm-hmm. which is in a different location. I'm a little bit frazzled and yeah. Whenever you, know, you shake that up, it, it just immediately everything else goes out the window. Dude, it was so mm-hmm. it was so rough. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, I can edit it together and have it be fine. But yeah, I like started it here and did my intro, and then cut to like being at the gas station. Because, like, there's nowhere over there to like, really shoot an intro. Well, and that's the tough thing. that uh, uh, Oftentimes, when I'm talking to people about the fuel economy tests, they're like, oh, you should just do it here or there. They don't realize how many different considerations have gone into where I start. Yeah. Part of it's proximity to where we live. and work, yeah. But another part is having a station that is accessible enough. Like, the sh- yeah, we've been using the Kroger lately, but the shell was, you could almost, like... I know you got your pump blocked a lot, but I literally had my pump blocked maybe like twice over two years of testing. I think I had so my was, pump blocked more at Shell than I have at Kroger, which is hilarious. Right, because the Kroger is super busy, so yeah. I don't know how... Well, that's why. That. At Kroger, people are in and out like that's true. super fast. Where at Shell, you'll have people park inside, and like so. go inside and have diarrhea in the bathroom like right. that one guy was. But then you and then you also have that giant lot that's right next to the which the is super convenient super to start convenient, in and it's directly off the highway. Yes. So it's all those things that came together to do that cuz like I'd love to use Costco, but there's no way you could use the Costco lot no. like and get the same oh, pump God. every time. Costco's chaos. Yep. And I'd love to use like I tried using a marathon and a speedway at the uh, the Rossonville Road exit before. But there's no that good whole lot. area is chaos. It's too. chaos. There's no lot next to it to like film, and I always was worried about being murdered. So well, there's that. There is that yeah. in that area. Yeah. Honestly, if we can find somewhere nearby that Willis Marathon, it's always empty. Mm-hmm. It's right by an entrance to 23, mm-hmm. and 
shoot up 23 and back it's super smooth there's less traffic than 94 like the actual route like the actual drive was great i did it on sunday Mm -hmm. when i thought there'd be holiday traffic and like there was a little but i was like not held up by anyone no the 23 route is actually pretty good and there's fewer semi-trucks yeah, made, that helps that, that could have actually been why it was better. Yep, that that I because I I started out doing the twenty three route before okay. ninety four. Yeah, and at Car and Driver we've done both. Okay. There's also less construction in general on the twenty three than the yeah. ninety four. The downside to the Willis Road is it just it'd take me like fifteen minutes. It's far. To it's drive further. There. Yeah, it's closer to my it's house. To you, it's like yeah. five minutes from my house. So right, right, right. you know, if I can but, find somewhere. I suppose I could always shoot it in like the high school, like my intro. I could shoot it at the high school or something. There's there are places. There are there yeah. There's places where there's, I could there's pull There's a park off. just right down the street. And there's a park to the to the west. Oh, there's Willis a little Road. park right there. Okay, yep. yeah. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so because I think that 94 West entrance is going to be closed until mid August. Wow. So we're going to have quite a few fuel economy tests where we'll have to get creative. There's that marathon, but there's also a BP on the other side. There of that, is that yep. highway. Yep. Yep. So you could also use that. A little more chaotic though. Is the, it? the marathon has less people okay. at it, and the and the lot has like less clutter in it. Okay. If that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, that's good to know. So this week at Daily Motor, we have two cars. We the do Volkswagen Passat, which in... I thought they stopped making, but here it comes. <laughs> and it is green. Yeah, it's like the special edition green with the brown interior. You remember what the green is called? Nope. Just look up. I'm sure there's only one green. I was under the impression that the Passat we had last year was the last Passat I would ever drive, but this is... Is this what it looks like? That's probably the car. Oh, Passat dead after 22. So you weren't totally wrong. I wasn't totally wrong. Special edition send-off. The 2022 model year will be the Passat's last, and a limited edition will celebrate the Chattanooga plant where the sedan has been built since 2011. I can't believe they have one of these in the press fleet. What yeah. is the benefit? Well, that's happened a few times with cars that it's they're being killed off or something, and, and they put one in the press fleet. It's just like, really? Why? But uh, here it is, and it does look great. You know, the other thing is they're, gonna, they're probably going to keep making the Passat in other countries. That's so. true. Well, that's good for us because winding road people watch all over the place. Yes, yes, yes. Um, interesting. Well, it'll be a. F- What's in the cup holders? They're producing 615. Whoa, wait a minute. All right. Hey. There will be 1,973 units for the Passat Limited Edition. The specific number of units produced for each of the four color combos are meant to be meaningful. 411 will be sprayed in Aurora Red Metallic with a Titan Black interior. Uh, 411 was the production code for the Passat's predecessor. These are this. Why do you do this for a Passat? It's one thing, like Car Driver says right here. You'd think this would be something for like a special edition McLaren, but who buying Passat? Like Alyssa loves a Passat. She owns. Yeah. She's not gonna know the model code. This is for probably all of the engineers that have worked on Passats their whole life, and they're very sad. You're right. That's a good point. So they're they're went went to the board meeting, slammed down all the paperwork, (laughs) and they're like, "We're doing a special edition. You don't have a say. Here's how many we're building." We're doing it for the last year, and that's it. 423 units for the Chattanooga area code. We'll borrow the racing green metallic paint found on the Atlas that's what and we're the old B5 Passat, and we'll pair it with Morrow Brown Interior. So that's what we're getting. One of 423 cars. That's a rare car. And they're putting it in the press fleet. Keep that in mind when you're farting on that Morrow Brown Interior. Yeah. I'll lift my ass out of the seat there first. There you go. In respect for the engineers. In respect to the Passat engineers. Pure white paint with marl brown interior will be found in 524, honoring the opening date of the Chattanooga factory on 524, 2011. 
Lastly, Volkswagen will produce 615 in platinum gray metallic with a Titan black interior, which Volkswagen says stands for six generations of Passats in the U.S., one generation assembled in Chattanooga, five decades of Passat sales. Okay. That's so esoteric. There you go. That's how, like, Germans think. Oh, will the Passat be missed? Sedans are better than SUVs. I forgot they still sold it. I'll select that for you. I'm glad that it was more to the left there. Yeah. Uh, it should be. I remember the Passat. Is I don't love the Passat, fine. but it's fine. Yeah, it's it's a fine car. How much do you want to bet that the whatever engineers had their hand in doing these special editions insisted that it has buttons on the steering wheel rather than the awful art? Oh, it, it probably has a has buttons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that will make the car okay. Yeah. If it has the haptic controls. On oh, the, the one last year was an R design, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was not good. Right, because I remember we also got an Atlas last year, and it was a non-R design. It had yeah. the proper steering I wheel. I liked that car. I liked that well, car a lot more. You liked it because it had buttons. Yeah, and it was it was the cross, which I think I thought was stupid because of the of the of the roof line, I, but it had so much room. I realized I said Atlas, and I actually meant to say Arteon. Oh, okay. The Arteon did not have buttons on the steering wheel. It was it in our design. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Passat. Did the Passat also not have buttons? Did not. Uh, actually, the Passat had buttons. The Arteon did not have buttons. And the Atlas Cross did, did have buttons. buttons. Yes. And there the, we go. And the Taos also the Taos, had buttons because it was cheaper. Something was in, What was annoying about the Taos? Oh, the door panels didn't match. And the, and the DSG was clunky. Door panels didn't match on the Taos either? No. So I know the Jetta, they didn't. We had a lot of Volkswagens come to think of They that. better match on this thing. They do, I can tell. <laughs> the problem is with Volkswagens, they just they all blend together and they're all so boring. That it's just like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I think the Jetta GLI is a better car than the Civic, I would take the Civic. I would take the Civic, yeah. Yeah. I just, it's... I like the Jetta GLI, though. I enjoyed I know, I, I, do I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I just wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Though I would, I would recommend it though to certain people that I think wouldn't love the Civic. Right, that's fair. Yeah, I thought of you yesterday because I downloaded on, nice. for the plane ride regular car reviews most recent review, which is on the Toyota GR86. Oh, okay. and while he was reviewing it, he said this car is so good. Okay. That I don't really like it, and uh, he, he like that felt happens. bad that yeah. he didn't love it, but he said. It's literally, it's, it's so great in so many ways, but it would be better if it were worse. Yes. A lot of, a lot of cars are like that. Yeah. And this is interesting. I wanted to send this to Chris at the Topher. The owner of the car that he was reviewing installed a linear throttle control. Oh, apparently interesting with Subaru and Toyota's default throttle mapping. You can mash the gas and you don't actually get full power for like two seconds because it's smoothed out for, mm. for her pleasure and if you actually have linear throttle control it's very snappy it's like whoa you know like like grabby which your average everyday normal person doesn't appreciate they like feeling the smoothness yeah but we as enthusiasts would prefer it gives it more of a manic like 1990s car feel and he said with that throttle mapping installed on the car it felt more like a lively because you could actually sh- like switch it hot you know, like from a controller and make it go from like stock all the way to like linear. And he said with it in linear okay. mode, it was, it was more of a manic feeling car. And he said, that was awesome. 
Okay. Yeah, and then the guy also put like a like an axle back exhaust or a cat back or something, and it kind of made it cool. more lively. And of course, unplugged the sound actuator, which Chris did as well. Which Chris did, and yeah. And Chris also removed his uh, clutch helper spring or whatever. Yeah, Safe and that probably thing. helps it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that car is even in stock form so good. Yeah. But it would be oh. it was made better by making it worse. I'm looking forward to spending time with one because we are getting one, aren't we? Mm-hmm. In a yeah. In like a month. Yep. Yeah, we got a few exciting cars coming up. We do actually. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule yesterday and yeah, was excited, especially for the end of August. Audi RS3. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited cool. for the X- Lexus UX. No, actually. <laughs> not a bad car. It's gonna be the same one I had down no, in Florida. No, I am excited. I've I've never yeah. I've never driven a UX. I yeah. think it's like the one Lexus I haven't driven. The UX. The UX. No, I'm excited for next week on my birthday week. That we will have the BMW iX. Yes, which falls into the category of we're kind of glad that it's ugly because it's not boring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It would. It's better because it's worse. Yes. Yep. Thank you, BMW, for making the car hideous. <laughs> <laughs> the other car we have this week is the Chevrolet Silverado with the refreshed interior. High country. Yes. We. Which. What does that mean? Top, Top trim, yeah, platinum. Yeah. It's a platinum. Well, it's basically, platinum. It's a it's a Denali. Gotcha. It's, it's Chevy's Chevy's version. Yeah, it should be very expensive. Also very nice. And we we had a twenty two Silverado already, or maybe it was a Sierra actually. And people were Sierra. upset that it wasn't the refreshed interior. So I asked yeah. Chevy, "Can we get one with refreshed?" And here we go. It was the red Sierra Duramax, yes. which we towed my ML fifty five with. Yes. And it did it effortlessly. We didn't tow your ML with the 2500? Nope, it was the red 1500. Yeah, you're right. It had a dirty max. The 2500 we towed Keone's Porsche 944 with. Oh, yeah, you which guys was, didn't. I didn't have a chance to. You couldn't even tell there was a trailer back there. Right. Because, yeah, it was probably like 4,000 pounds total with the trailer and the car. So Yeah. Is there anything nifty or exciting we can do with this new Silverado? It probably has um, the 6.2 liter, which is cool. Yeah. Test that and everything. But I mean, we could... I don't know. If you wanted to compare it to like some sort of F one fifty, we've got a couple we could drive, but a bad idea actually. Yeah. I mean we could either drive a light a platinum lightning or we could drive my dad's, but my dad's is just an XLT, so I don't know if that would be really comparable. I could see if they have a platinum a gas platinum on the used lot that we could some dealer around here's probably got a platinum. Yeah. We could we could score if we want to do that. Yeah. Um Limited is above platinum, so we can always do a limited. Is it now? Jesus. Yeah, that's very confusing. Track. It is limited is top. Let's see. Um, let's see what our our good friends at Gene Butman Ford in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Let's see what they've got. While you're doing that, I'm going to bring up our vehicle portal, and we'll take a look at that Silverado, and then I think we'll get wrapping up because I. Yeah, we've been going it, for a little bit. Feels like we've been going for more than an hour. Like two hours. <laughs> um. Let's see. 17, 18, 20. Oh, Chris, this has Super Cruise on it. Does it really? Yeah. Is it blue? What is that? Oh, yeah, Night Shift Blue. Night Shift. Working the Night Shift. 6.2, and it'll actually have a smooth 10-speed automatic because it's a GM. Mm -hmm. Almost looks like a... No, it doesn't actually. Gosh, it's such an ugly truck. You think so? Yeah. I think it's so ugly. Look at this. This is like probably an $80,000 truck. Doesn't it look like just like a base work truck kind of? Kind of a little. Like... Maybe the photos are just unflattering, but I've never appreciated the look. 22-inch wheels. Great. Watch out for those potholes, Chris. Yeah, I will. Yeah, let's take a look at the Monroney here. 
<clears throat> oh, only seventy two thousand dollars. It's actually not awful for this for a fully loaded truck like this. Yeah. Huh. What else we have in the navs portal? What let's see all the things that it couldn't be equipped with. Rear heated seats. Oh, those are the the okay, thing. Gotcha. Yeah, you only save no you chips. only get fifty dollars back for not getting your rear heated seats. It's unfortunate. Uh front and rear park assist. Gosh, that's actually unfortunate to not have in a full big full size truck like this. Just no no beepers. Probably no beepers, yeah. Hmm. Super cruise though. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll be cool to try out. We don't have much else in our navs list. Because we don't have much scheduled. <coughs> Excuse me. Just this and the IX. And then I gotta get on the horn with them after that to build us out. Gotta get on the horn. Yep. Cool. Well thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week with recap of our two fairly mundane cars yeah and maybe a little copart action or something yeah well today's copart segment was replaced with the hot wheels segment segment yes (laughs) and we'll talk at you next week we are chris and charlie with daily motor and as always drive on Mm